this is Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciated. Also, like this is new, (laughs) but I'm on Discord now. So if you're on Discord and you want to chat about either one of us is lying or anything that I've recently posted an episode about or even things that I haven't posted episodes about because there are things that I watch that I just don't talk about on this podcast. We can chat about all the things over on Discord. So make sure you check out the link in the description um, box area or whatever we're calling it these days and join me on Discord so we can continue the conversation. So I'm kind of excited. I feel like I just said this before. <laughs> Lock and Key, which if you haven't listened to Lock and Key, just discuss season two. Um, so go check out that episode. But I don't know. Also, I've talked about this in Lock and Key as well, but I'm literally sitting here recording a bunch of episodes because I just watched a bunch of things. And Lock and Key and One of Us is Lying, I was super excited to get down to watching because like, I just was. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, just a little, a little background. This is a book. This is based on, um, a series or series or two books, (laughs) both which I have read. Um, this first season is mostly around the first book, but, um, so when I read the book, the first book, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And then I think I found out that they were there were talks about making it a TV show before the second book released. And I was like, oh, that would, that would be interesting. I would love to see how they like, how that translates onto screen. Cause you know, I love to see how they translate um, books to the screen, whether it's the small screen or the big screen. Um, but then I heard officially that they were gonna show it on Peacock. And I was like, oh, okay. And then after that, I didn't really, I really didn't hear anything else. And then uh, this year, I started seeing trailers or like not even trailers, but you know, when streaming services like do the commercials where they show literally everything that they show on their in their streaming package or on their streaming service or whatever you want to call it. Um, And so for Peacock, I would see like flashes and I would see in the corner where it's like one of us is lying. I'm like, wait a minute. They already filmed it. Like, it's already done. It's coming out soon. So (laughs) I remember that happened earlier this year and I Googled it and it still didn't really have a release date. And I don't even think I saw the release date until like mid to end summer. So it finally released. Um, How it released initially when I went to watch it, I, I went to Peacock and it was like only showing only three episodes. I was like, oh my gosh please tell me we're not about to release this weekly. So then I went on to IMDb and it looked like it was going to be a weekly release. But then I recently, like a week ago, because I checked on, I just went to one of us line to see, like on Peacock to see how many episodes had dropped so far. And it was showing like six. And I was like, wait a minute, it's only been like two weeks. (laughs) So... I went back to IMDb and then it made it look like they were dropping three episodes per week. And so then I was like, well, how many episodes are there in the season? So on IMDb, for some weird reason, is showing nine 
episodes, but it's really eight episodes. So they dropped three, then they dropped another three, and then they dropped the final two. And as soon as the final two were dropped, literally I watched it all <laughs> in like one sitting, almost. I think I split it in two days. So I started on Thursday um, evening and then I finished it on Saturday afternoon, right before I hopped right into Lock and Key. So I have a lot of things in my head because I watched a shit ton of stuff this weekend that we're going to discuss. But before we dive all the way into One of Us is Lying, I have to give my warnings, especially for this one, since there is a book involved or two books involved. There will be spoilers. <laughs> I am expecting anyone who is listening to this podcast that they have watched the show and therefore we're going to spoil whatever happens in the show. This is also based on the book, which I have read. And if you are not new here, then you know that if I've read the book, I usually will talk about the book and um, compare some of the things that happened in a book versus what happened on the show. So there is potential for me to spoil something in the book. I would say if you plan to read the books and you don't want to be spoiled, then I would not listen to this episode because the ending of this season versus the book is completely different. And I kind of want to talk about it because it's very interesting that they changed it. Not only that they changed how the book, how the season ended, but also where we could potentially go in season two because there is a sequel and the sequel is slightly different based on how we ended things. So again, not only are we gonna spoil the show, we're going to spoil the book, the books, I should say. So if you do not want to hear any book spoilers, then this is your chance to stop the episode right now. If you're still listening, then you know you're gonna get spoiled. <laughs> So also the other thing I want to say is this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. So we are most likely going to jump all over the place. I might repeat myself. I might go in circles, but we always circle back and get back on track. So um, just buckle up <laughs> and hold on for the ride. If that's not your thing, again, feel free to stop right here and like go check out a different podcast, which is completely fine. So one of us is lying. So I said there were eight episodes. I think that was a perfect amount of episodes because there we know that these shows have the potential to try to drag things out. And this is one of those things where if you read the book, it's told from the point of view of these four characters, which is I always I always find it interesting to see like how they translate like multi um, POV stories to the screen just to see like if they focus more on one person or whatever um which they kind of did a little bit because they do we I do feel like we spend a lot of time with and I wrote everyone's names down because you know I watch so many things I mix people's names up we spend a lot of time with Bronwyn compared to some of the other kids even though we do like see them and get like a little bit of their like home stories and what's going on with them. It does seem like Bronwyn is like our main character, our main main character, which is kind of similar to the books, especially when we get into like the second book and who that who that focuses on. So that makes sense. Um, the first episode, <laughs> which I don't understand why the episode is called Pilot, but you know they like to do that for first episodes a lot. Um, it's called Pilot. 
I literally was watching this episode and I was like, they're going to have to convince me. I literally said that out loud. I was like, they're going to have to convince me because it was really hard. And mind you, it's now been a couple of years since I've read this first book and even like a year since I read the second book. So for me, these are like characters, like when things happen, I'm like, oh, I kind of remember that, but it's so, it's so far back now where it's like not immediately in my brain. So I couldn't even be like, oh, they're going to need to, um, make, make me like want to keep watching because of what happens in the book. It's like, no, I need them to convince me based on their performances because everything was coming off a little bit. Um, what's the word soft or flat. And especially when we're talking about, uh, Simon. So, and even going into this, and I, some of the things I do love about this is that they use more, even more current terms um, and references as far as like pop culture and things like that. So we do reference Gossip Girl and some of the music. I even wrote notes about the music because I was just like, oh, you guys have like all all the the major, <laughs> the major top people who are out right now as far as like if you're thinking top 40, like Lil Nas X and Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish, like all of them had a song in this season, which I was like, okay, usually it's one or two, but literally every episode was a new one. I was just like, okay, I see you guys. But even Simon, who's supposed to be like this gossip girly voice, um, even though it's not really, it's like similar to what Gossip Girl d did, but his is more so, whereas Gossip Girl was more so like making fun of or using like these people who, or these kids who are like, have money and are rich or whatever and using like their troubles and just putting it out there to be like gossipy, hence gossip girl versus Simon, who's like putting people's secrets out there to cause hurt and pain. So when you hear his voiceovers, um, in the beginning, it just comes off as flat and kind of like, I don't really care, which I mean, I guess you could say is Simon, but I don't know. It just wasn't translating the way that I expected it, I guess, to translate um, in hearing it, especially in the first episode. So that was one thing where I was just like, okay, I'm gonna need a little bit more. Um, then we had Addie, Cooper, Nate, and then Bronwyn, who, are, who I already have mentioned. And like, these are like our core four who we come to know as the Bay View for as like things progress throughout the season. And I think they all really, in a way, because their characters are kind of one-dimensional characters, if you just kind of just look at it high level, because you have Bronwyn, who's the smart one, you have Nate, who's like the bad boy, you have Cooper, who's the athlete, and then you have um, Addie, who's like the popular ditz, <laughs> if you will. And even in reading the books, like, they don't really speak to anyone's race or anything like that. But I just thought it was interesting that at least the way that, that they decided to go about the casting is that like our athlete is black, but then it kind of, it, it's kind of a double-edged story because it's either he's going to be black or he was going to be the bad boy. So like, this is when I, this is what I mean when I'm like, the characters are already kind of one-dimensional anyway. So either way you would have went as far as like who was casted in their race probably would but someone could find something to be like, this is wrong or why did you do it this way? Like there is, there is something there to be able to complain about. 
Um, and even with Maeve, Maeve, or not Maeve, that's the sister, Bronwyn. <laughs> I, they don't really say what they are, but I'm, but we know they're not like white. <laughs> so, um, I guess you can even say that cause even like the whole like pressure on them or whatever, which they could have like went a completely different way. That probably would have been problematic, but they didn't, um, go that way. And then, yeah, I don't know that they were just super high level superficial type of characters but i think the thing that worked at least for me on this show was that i felt like they were able to dig into some of those like surface layers that the book doesn't really do even though the book like technically has more details and you can learn more about like background stuff like that it still seems pretty like one plus one equals two. Whereas on the show, you're able to like dig a little bit deeper and actually connect with these people a little bit more than I feel like I did in the book. And even if we just look at, um, what's his name? Cooper's boyfriend, Chris, like even the book Chris versus the TV Chris, like it just seems like he has more life. I don't know, maybe that's the that's what I'm looking for. They seem to give more life to to these characters than the book did, which is weird to say. Even though we did start off slow and I was like, oh, they're gonna have to prove to me or they're gonna have to convince me that like they are these characters. And I honestly don't really feel that convinced until about halfway through. And I talk about a lot of teen shows where like the, the characters are in high school I watch a lot of those shows because they're just interesting to me and I like to look at them in like a real world view and how like you can potentially use some of the things that happen as like learning moments but like the parents should do it not me but like that's the way I like to approach them and like how I like to discuss them um and you know for me I love a good dancing like the school dance is always probably my favorite episode of an entire season you can go back and listen to any other teen show love victor riverdale uh love simon well, that's the movie <laughs> like any show that has them has the kids in school stranger things like all of them if you listen to those, I always talk about the school dance because, um, or not even, what's the, what's the other one? The one with the kid who commits, why can I never, 13 Reasons Why, I don't know why I can never remember what that show is called. If you go back and listen to anything I talk about, I always talk about the school dance and how the school dance is usually, is always one of my favorite scenes. And this is, is no different for one of us is lying. And I literally wrote, because that doesn't even happen until... Um, I want to say episode six. Yeah. One of us is dancing episode six. And I literally wrote the homecoming scene is probably the best group moment because we've seen at this point, all of them kind of like in their own world, like all their secrets have been exposed. They're also tied 
to um, being suspects of Simon because Simon ends up dying. And also, I should mention this. I usually don't recap like the entire sh- the entire show because like if you're listening, I'm assuming you watched and you're just here for like my thoughts on certain things. So um, Simon is dead. He had an allergic reaction to peanut oil while all the kids were in um, detention. Again, I read the book, so I kind of, or at least I thought I knew where we were going, but also I knew where we could possibly go if we didn't go the direction of the books because it's, it's kind of... Um, obvious <laughs> just in watching it but um yeah so the school dance moment when the kids are finally like screw this everyone's been staring at them calling them murderers and all of this and they're just like this is our last homecoming we're gonna have fun and they just all go out on the floor and they're dancing and I'm just like oh my gosh this is why I love the school dance moments because like because of this <laughs> so and I was like this is probably the best also it wasn't even just that if we rewind a little bit before they actually go back into the um gym to have that whole dance moment is when they're all in the room and they're all like interacting with each other before someone like shows up and snaps a a picture of them and they're all interacting with each other I felt like that interaction, and they've had other group moment interactions, but that interaction just flowed so smoothly. Like every single line that everyone was throwing out just hit so smoothly and so perfectly. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm convinced now <laughs> that you all could possibly like be this group, these, this group of teens who are find themselves in this situation and like I'm buying it. At that moment, I was really buying it. And so I wrote it down. I was like, this was probably the best group moment of the entire season. And it hands down is still the best moment of the entire season. But um, there are a lot of things or a lot of um, areas that I feel like the show tries to combat. And we're going to go through some of them. So one of the ones, of course, is we have Cooper who is not out, he's a baseball player. So this is similar to the books. He's struggling with um, being out, but he also is in a secret relationship with this older, not even really that much older, but like, which also is an interesting thing that they were very adamant about reminding us as viewers, like, yeah, Chris is in college, but he literally is a freshman in college and he just, he just graduated high school like a few months ago. <laughs> And oh, FYI, Cooper's turning 18 in like a couple of weeks. Like they were very adamant about putting that in there, which, you know, I appreciate because, you know, I like to point out when things are inappropriate. (laughs) But in this case, like, honestly, like those types of things I don't think are inappropriate. This is when we're talking about like adults, like teachers and things like that and students, like then that's when I get all like, that's inappropriate, blah, 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 and get on my soapbox. But So we have him dealing with that. And um, I think the interesting thing about Cooper being black, and they even could have delved a little bit deeper because they did change so many things from the books. From the books, I feel like they could have delved a little bit deeper to lean into like being black and gay and not just being gay and an athlete because Cooper is black. And I feel like there are some underlying things. And not only is Cooper black, but like, his family is from the South. So there's just so many things that kind of compound on who Cooper is and probably why he thinks the way he does and why he's like 
ashamed to be himself and tell his father who he is, even though his father kind of suspects already who he is, but it's also like, oh no, you can't put that out there because like you're an athlete. Also, can we talk about how much pressure is on these kids? My gosh, him and Bronwyn was like, uh, I like parents stop putting all this pressure on your kids, like unnecessary, unnecessary. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I feel like there were some, they could have delved a little bit deeper into Cooper from that aspect. Um, not just him being a gay athlete, but being a black gay athlete from the South. Like there's some things they could have done with that, um, that they didn't really do. So that was one thing, one of the things that we were combating while watching this. Another thing that we were combating, um, which has more so to do with emotional abuse and emotional manipulation, I would say, is with Addie and like her relationship with Jake. And it's, I honestly can't remember if he's this assholey in the book. Like he is like, how things play out in the book, he is an asshole. <laughs> but he just seemed like even more assholey in this, like just to see it on screen and him just being like, the way that he used used his words and his reactions to manipulate Addie into doing things that she didn't necessarily want, want to do, but he wanted to do. Like from the beginning all the way up to the end, like you just see it clear as day. And it's so frustrating because you as a viewer see it and you're kind of like, Addie girl, like seriously. And also me watching this, like if you've listened for a while, you know, I'm like, <laughs> especially young relationships, I'm just like, I'm very, very, I have very strong opinions. I probably should have gave that warning as well. I have very strong opinions about young relationships and also about like emotional abuse and stuff like that. And so to see it on the, on the screen and like everyone's being like, oh, like you're better than that. You deserve better. But her just like self-sabotaging and being like, oh no, I'm not like feeling like Jake is like her only thing out. And then also just like their whole relationship and how like one, you guys are like in high school and you have your whole future already planned out and you haven't even graduated high school. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. It's just so, I don't wanna say weird because like I don't wanna offend anyone, but like also it is weird <laughs> to be like 17, 18 and be like, oh, our entire future is already set out. This is what's gonna happen. It's like, no, life is gonna happen and all those things that you thought were gonna happen most likely won't. So like, <laughs> there's that but he was super manipulative and you see that in especially when it's revealed that he killed Simon essentially because like he <laughs> took all of the EpiPens and so they had no way of saving him even if he wanted to even though he was supposed to be working with Simon to like do this whole big prank and Simon was supposed to die but like no Jake for shitty reasons killed Simon. Like, I don't care what Simon could have said to you or done to you or whatever, because Simon was kind of sketch anyway. Like, he clearly was sketched because he had an entire app. They call it an app, but it looks like a website to me. He had an entire app um, literally there to put out people's secrets. Like, he's a shitty person, but like, he didn't deserve to die in that way, especially if you went into this believing that you had his back and you guys are friends. So like, Jake is a shitty person. Um, and like, he stalked all, the, he stalked the kids, took pictures of them. 
He was emotionally abusive to Addie, manipulative for sure. Like, I don't know. It's hard to be like, I have no sympathy for him. But he was just a horrible person. And he was kind of one-dimensional as well. Like, you've seen this Jake character in other, like, teen movies. And that's what I mean when I'm like, these kids and, like, who they're supposed to be, there's nothing new about them. It's just, like, the the story that they're in and the fact that literally a group of kids went into detention and one of them died and they don't know how that one person died. And... Or like they know that how they how he died, but the police are saying he was murdered. Like that's an interesting story, I think. But like the actual characters, they're not new characters. Um, so you have that going on with Natty. What Natty? What <laughs> I'm thinking about Nate already. Um, you have that going on with Addie, as well as like just like other things. And she is a little different from the books because in the books, her family and they don't really like. In the show, it looks like they may have some type of money, but like not as much money as like a Jake or a Simon. But in the books, it seems like she lives in like these apartments, which she doesn't really have a lot of money. And so like Jake is like her, it's her out from that life that she lives. Also in the books, she has a sister, which she doesn't have in this. And her sister is like, getting married and it's like this perfect example of like what what life and relationship looks like after high school like I feel like that would have been interesting to kind of introduce in here they made some some interesting choices when it comes to some of these kids families that they that are different from the book and I don't really know if they needed to do that so there was that um uh with Addie and then we have Nate who's like a resident bad boy he essentially has this thing where he ends up or not has this thing but he sells drugs and he ends up selling drugs to Janae and she ends up overdosing but she doesn't die I cannot for the life of me remember if that happens in the book but I do know that Nate was a bad guy and he um did a bunch of things <laughs> that he essentially like he was the one who was going to get set up regardless of which way it went just be based on his history and so it kind of plays the same in the book and his and him or his relationship with me why do I keep calling this girl Maeve his relationship with Bronwyn is similar in the book in that they are like infatuated with each other they have like this like really strong connection and the way that things end in the book is kind of similar in that they don't end up together. <laughs> I think that's the similar part is that they don't end up together. Um, Bronwyn, she's more so dealing with that storyline of like pressure. Yeah, Cooper has all this pressure, but it's more from an athlete, an athletic standpoint, whereas Bronwyn's pressure is coming from her parents to be like, be the best, be smart, get into these schools, all these things. And a lot of kids deal with that in real life. It and again, I just, I said this like literally a few minutes ago, but like parents stop putting all this pressure on your kids because like, it's not necessary. Um, but the one thing that is different from the books is that they're so Bronwyn and Maeve, Maeve is her sister. So I can stop accidentally calling her Maeve. <laughs> Their father dies in the book. And I can't remember if he 
dies during the story or if he died earlier in the story and when we meet them he's already dead I can't remember and so they only have their mom um but in the show they have both parents which was interesting to see because I mean this is one of those shows where we don't really pay a lot of attention to the parents and the parents aren't really that present so whether he's there or not like in the show it doesn't really add because you could have used you could have um, been or her, her mom and dad could have been interchangeable in a lot of the decisions that were made in the book if that makes sense so there was that Maeve is sick in the book as she is in the um, show in the book again if you're listening then you know we're, we're spoiling the book so like get over it if you're still listening you should have laughed <laughs> but here we are um in the book, Maeve or Simon posts pictures of Maeve on his app. And I don't think there was like a relationship or anything between them. Whereas on the show, Maeve has a relationship with Simon and sends him pictures. And then Bronwyn confronts him. But the relationship that they have in the books is similar to the show in that they're really close. Um, and it kind of ties into the sequel because the sequel focuses on Maeve and her group of friends because by this time, the Bayview Four have graduated. Um, and so they're not there. And the next book focuses on Maeve and her group of friends, which we'll talk about when we talk about potential season two. Um, some of the other things that I did want to mention before I get into like the ending and one, why I, I did want to talk a lot about the book. Um, Addie's mom was super frustrating <laughs> to me. As a parent, she was just so dumb. I literally wrote, and I try to be nice. I don't like to call people dumb, but I literally wrote, let me find the note. I was just looking at it, but I feel like I wrote something like Addie's mom is so dumb or Addie's mom is an idiot or something along those lines. Like it was just... <laughs> mind-boggling to me and I think she does some of the some of the things that she does on the show in the book but like on the show it was like times a thousand it was just like of all the people I don't know she was just a horrible mom and especially in the situation with um trying to find figure out what's going on or what happened with Simon and they're all being pulled in and out and questioned and stuff like that and her mom's just in her like giving up I was like first of all why do none of these kids have lawyers the only one who has a lawyer is Bronwyn doesn't make sense also, Nate, why is he continuously being questioned without an adult in the room? That doesn't make sense to me. I I don't remember if they said that he was 18 or if they... Re I remember the detective being like, oh, I don't care how old you are, even if you're 18 or something like that. So I'm assuming he must already be 18. But even still, like, it just does not make sense to me why he didn't, didn't have a lawyer and was being questioned multiple times without an adult present across the board. Um, the only one who, again, had lawyer rep representation was Bronwyn. And for how dumb her mom came off, at least she was in a room, Addie. <laughs> but like her mom, like I, uh, that's, she might as well not be in the room because she was no help at all. So there was that. Um, the other thing that I did like was that we, everyone seemed to be sensitive to the fact of not outing Cooper which I can't remember if that was mentioned in the book, but like a lot of the shows that we have um, where people get outed and stuff like that. And it's like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't out people and all that. So 
just to see all the kids like trying to handle his story in a sensitive way. I appreciate it and I noticed that um, watching it. And what else? And then maybe in detective and all that and trying to solve like she did that in the book. Um, Brought all the all the dumb choices that the kids made happens in the book as well. Like taking the laptop, not turning the laptop over, getting rid of evidence. Um, it made I feel like the book made it seem more so like the um, detectives just were like, oh, it's one of the kids, and that was it. And it was like there was no other scenario, and it seemed a little more um, what's the word? Not as realistic as if like someone really went in and wanted to investigate it. And it kind of was the same here too, but it wasn't as over-exaggerated, I don't think. Um, at least that's not how it came off on the screen. Uh, and then one, so let's talk about the ending. And then I'm going to talk about season two, and then we're going to wrap this up. Because <laughs> we could talk for forever. You guys know I can talk for a long time. So the ending so kind of find out Jake is the one who, as I mentioned earlier, essentially killed Simon. Um, they went in essentially because Jake had found out that Addie had been cheating on him, which is similar to the book. He finds out that she had been cheating on him. And so it's supposed to be like revenge for to like blame it on her. But Simon was on the show. Simon was not supposed to die. He was going into this believing that um, yeah, he's going to use his peanut oil, which he is definitely allergic to, but he's going to come out alive from it because there will be a shit ton of EpiPens in the nurse's office, which there was not because Jake took them as well as the EpiPen that Simon usually keeps in his bag. So Simon dies and he did not die willingly. He did not go into this plane to die. It was essentially going into this to frame the group of kids as attempted murderers, but Jake is a crazy person and thought that he would kill two birds with one stone and murder Simon, but also blame it on Addie, but then it wasn't really working. So then he ended up blaming it on Nate and then the kids all confront him in the woods and he ends up getting shot. We don't know who actually pulled the trigger because we hear the shot go off and we know that it's Addie and it's Cooper and it's Shanae who are there. Um, Nate and Bronwyn are trying to make their way to the group, but Bronwyn ended up literally injuring herself when they jumped out of the window. So we don't know who pulled the trigger, but Nate, or not Nate, <laughs> Jake is dead and the kids essentially are like, we're going to hide this. And we don't know what they did, what they did with the body or whatever. Everyone thinks that Jake ran off. That's the story that all the kids have. And they were able to use the evidence of the Xbox recordings to clear Nate's name. Now, that's all fine and dandy for the show. Actually makes sense because when we talk about suicide, it's very, very sensitive. We know what happened when we had a not similar story but like still the story takes place in high school dealing with a bunch of high school kids we can argue and go back and forth about how the whole scene 
was done, if it should have been done that way, if it shouldn't have, all that other stuff. If you want to know my thoughts on it, you can go listen to my thoughts on 13 Reasons Why Season 1. But um, we've done the whole like suicide thing and things like that. In the book, again, we're going to spoil the ending of the book. I mean, we have to in order to talk about Season 2 <laughs> or a potential Season 2. In the book, Simon sets this whole thing up as a suicide. So he goes into this planning to kill himself. And because he planned to kill himself, he was like, oh, I'm just going to take down a bunch of people with me, meaning people who he did not necessarily call friends who may have done something to him in the past. Essentially, all the people that he got into the room with him, are they were going to set them up and, it's in, and essentially have it all fall on Addie, which is how Jake ties in and Janae. So the difference is Janae and Jake were in on this from the beginning. Um, the slight difference on the show is that Janae always knew about the app or, or whatever, and she had access to the app or whatever, but she had no idea about this plan and it was just Jake. So those are two, the biggest, the two biggest differences between the book and the show is how it ends. Um, they decided not to make it a death by suicide, but a death by murder or homicide or whatever the actual <laughs> term would be in this case. Um, but yeah, so very, very different. Um, and I'm going to talk about like how we actually end the season but I didn't mention Vanessa. Vanessa is a very irritating character. She's like, again, another another superficial character who's like the mean girl, um, very much into social media. So she's like only focused on what's going to make her look good, what's going to get her the most followers. So it's just like one of those frustra frustrating characters that you see in pretty much all of the teen shows that we have live today. So it wasn't really anything new or interesting as far as she is concerned, but she was a very irritating character. And I honestly cannot remember how she comes off in the book, if she was even in the book. Like that just speaks to how forgettable of a character she was in the books um, versus in the show. Uh, what else? Of course, Cooper comes out, um, which I don't think I actually mentioned when I talked about him. But the one thing, so they kill Jake so in the book, Jake goes to jail and Nate is still in jail when they confront Jake and they find out like he was in on this and everything. And like the cops come, they arrest Jake. He goes to jail, Nate gets released. Completely different in the show because we know that Nate ends up getting bailed out by Brownwood's family, which is so weird to me, especially considering that they didn't have that close of a relationship to begin with or one or a close enough relationship that her parents would be like, oh yeah, we'll bail him out. And they said that they wouldn't, but then like Bronwyn gave them that ultimatum and then they eventually did. Which to me, I'm just like, if I'm your parent, like you're not going to try to stronghold me into bailing your friends out of jail. <laughs> but like, you know, maybe that's just me. But um, yeah, so he gets bailed out by Bronwyn's parents. And so therefore he is there. They have this Halloween party, which is different from the books because there is no party. They just all go to Jake's house or those who aren't in jail, go to Jake's house to confront him. 
Um, but there is a party involved, which makes things that much more interesting because we get to see them trying to um, be incognito and try to get like the Xbox and all that. So that is slightly different. But again, like I mentioned, Jake ends up dying. We don't know who pulled the trigger, but we do know just based on everything that follows that the kids essentially somehow got rid of his body. I'm assuming he has to either be buried in the woods or they threw him off the cliff. <laughs> just seeing who these kids are, it's hard for me to believe that they threw him off the cliff. So I'm going to assume that possibly they buried him. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the body, but if there's a season two, I'm sure we'll find that out and we'll probably get flashback scenes of exactly what happened in the woods after the gun went off because there is no body and everyone just thinks that Jake took off when it was revealed that he was the one who murdered Simon. So Howie and the kids, essentially because they are literally covered up a murder, <laughs> another murder, um, decide to part ways, not be friends. Like we need to live life as we normally would, as if we weren't friends and close and all of that, because we don't want people asking questions, meaning like Nate and Bronwyn aren't together. Um, they're all sitting at their separate uh, tables in the end. And then they all get a text message saying that essentially, I know what you guys did. I know what you covered up. And um, if you don't want me to reveal it, then you're gonna do everything I say, as in Simon says. Which brings me to the sequel. So the sequel, the book sequel is follows, as I said earlier, it follows Maeve and her friends because the in the second book, like the Bayview Four have kind of moved on from everything that transpired in the first book. And they all go to college and like, they all, I won't say like where they all ended just in case they try to tie it into like the second season. Um, but we do like get an update of like where they are in life as everything is happening in the second book. Whereas Maeve and her friends are the subject of this new copycat Simon person who is sending messages to kids, daring them to do things which could potentially kill them or hurt them in some way or form now it looks like which makes sense to me why we would still focus on the baby four because of where we ended with them and they're still there being now another mystery that is surrounding them that we need answers on it makes sense to continue the story with these four because it's a little more difficult on a TV show, especially a show that kind of played out the way that it did with this one. Whereas, yeah, we get Maeve a little bit in the show and she's like kind of a focus point. But in the books, I feel like we got a lot more made that it made sense that then we can say, oh, we'll focus on Maeve and her friends. Whereas on the show, it may be a little bit jarring for viewers to be like, oh, now we got to focus on like a whole nother group of kids that we don't really know and don't really care about versus do we just continue to focus on kids that you just spent eight episodes getting to know and potentially growing to like, and therefore we want to see more story from them. So from a storytelling point, it makes sense um, why we would stick with them. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting just because... Maeve and her friends, they weren't seniors when all this was happening to them in the second book. And like some 
weird random stuff goes down as far as like what some of the kids get dared to do. Um, and, and I can't remember if it resulted in someone dying or something like that, but um, knowing that these kids are older and that they've just gone through everything that they went through around Simon's death, and then they just literally covered up a murder and now they're being blackmailed via text. Like, what does that look like in the season two? I think there are some interesting things that they can do there. And I think that depending on where they could go, like it opens up more opportunity for, for them to tell a better story and sharpen, I'll say sharpen the story, if you will, a little better um, going into the second season where they can, because we aren't speaking about the same characters in that second book where some of them could show up in the second season but like they're not going to be the focus then it gives them the liberty to do something different do a little bit more so i think for a second for a potential season two because this has not been officially renewed yet honestly i don't know if it's going to be renewed is for me it's hard to tell for peacock if shows will be renewed or not because i just don't know how many people are watching peacock um, and or watching the content on Peacock. They do have some interesting content, but I just feel like I don't know a lot of people who are like, oh, I have like a Peacock account. <laughs> and I only have it because of Xfinity. I get it for free. Otherwise, I mean, I would have I gotten it to watch um, One of Us is Lying. The other thing that I watch on there is um, the, I was about to say Full House, the Saved by the Bell reboot, which I do like and I talked about and they did get renewed for a second season, which is coming soon. So like, and I don't know what the view, the viewership was for that as well. Um, Cause I, when I talked about Saved by the Bell, I was like, I don't know if we're gonna get a second season for some of the same reasons. So I don't know, we'll see um, when we hear. I feel like it took a minute before I heard anything about a season two for Saved by the Bell. So I'm gonna assume that is going to be the same for One of Us is Lying. I think the thing that works for One of Us is Lying is that it falls in a genre um, that a lot of people love to watch. It has mystery, which is something that we all love. I've talked about this a little bit over the last couple of episodes, especially Only Murders um, in the building. But um, it has mystery. It's based in high school and it's a slightly different story where the mystery is around like you just don't know who could have possibly killed simon like did one of them kill him or did he kill himself so i don't know it's an interesting story to tell and so i would love to see what they would do in the second season just knowing um where it went in the second book so i'll leave it at that <laughs> i want to know what you guys thought about one of us is lion do you want to see a second season what did you think about this first season let me know all the thoughts let's chat about it on discord i'm on discord guys so make sure you hit the link in the description or like wherever like you know when you swipe up on the episode and you look at the more info or the episode description you will see the link to discord there make sure you check that out follow me over there leave a comment there let's talk about one of us is lying or anything else that you're potentially watching that you just want to talk about and or you can also just like tweet me or leave a comment on instagram but like 
do all the things and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybusy on Instagram and at currentbusy on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.